article shows how the media creates weight stigma even when it isn't there. This is the Weight and Healthcare newsletter. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing and or sharing at weightandhealthcare.com. I received a request to write about an article called Graphic and Grizzly Beverage Warning Labels Stressing Sugar Content Dangers Could Curb Quote Obesity Study Finds. The study found no such thing. The study that the article was about divided 325 parents of kids ages 2 to 12 into two groups and sent them into a, quote, naturalistic store laboratory. Half were offered sugary drinks which had medically realistic pictures, like a human foot more than half covered with gangrene, with the message, quote, warning, excess consumption of drinks with added sugar contributes to type 2 diabetes, end quote or a human heart with the text, warning, excess consumption of drinks with added sugar contributes to heart disease. The other half were offered sugary drinks with just a barcode. They found that there was a 17% decrease in the purchase of sugary drinks that had the pictures rather than the barcode. They concluded that, quote, pictorial warnings reduced parents' purchases of sugary drinks for their children in this naturalistic trial. Warnings on sugary drinks are a promising policy approach to reduce sugary drink purchasing in the U.S., end quote. I'm not going to do a deep dive, but I will say that there's a lot wrong with this study. Like the fact that the goal of the study and thus the, quote, right action may have been apparent to the participants who were shown the pictures with the labels. The ethical issues with using health conditions that people have as a, quote, gross out picture. The fact that the phrase contributes to is doing an awful lot of work to explain a complex and not fully understood possible relationship, etc. But at least they didn't try to draw conclusions about body size the way that the article does, because drinking sugary drinks and being fat aren't the same thing. Beyond that, existing research has shown that interventions like this, especially when used within an anti-fat context, drive shame and stigma, perpetuate eating disorders, and have little to no impact on weight or health. And it's important to note that neither health nor weight outcomes were examined by this very small study. The fact that this research was undertaken in the first place suggests that the researchers are either ignorant about the existing research or do not care about the harm they might create. The study does claim to have had a, quote, weight stigma expert, but it isn't clear who, so it's quite possible that they were actually a weight loss industry representative. In fact, existing research shows that positive weight-neutral messages about health improvement do the least harm and create the greatest benefit for people of all sizes. The interventions suggested by these researchers are wholly unnecessary, irresponsible, and potentially harmful. For example, the 2020 BEAT report found that interventions like these increase the vulnerability of those at risk of developing an eating disorder, exacerbate eating disorder symptoms in those already diagnosed with an eating disorder, and show little success at reducing, quote, obesity. Campaigns that use higher weight people and people with health issues as cautionary tales increase stigma, which studies have shown decreases healthcare engagement and increases disease risk. For example, Munich's I think, therefore I am perceived ideal weight as a determinant of health. Studies have shown that just reading news reports about the supposed risks of larger body size leads to greater anti-fat prejudice, including greater support for and willingness to discriminate against fat people. This held true even if an explicit anti-weight stigma message was included. A study about three times the size of this one from the Rudd Center, which is problematic because while they study weight stigma, their work is rooted in weight stigma, 
found that messages with stigmatizing content received the most negative ratings and the lowest intentions to comply, while messages that were perceived to be the most positive and motivating made no mention of the word, quote, obesity at all, and instead focused on making healthy behavioral changes without reference to body weight, and that people responded most favorably to messages involving themes of increased food and vegetable consumption and general messages involving multiple health behaviors. Interestingly, the picture of the heart that they use to try to scare people is very similar to a picture of a healthy heart ready for transplant that has also made the social media rounds as an anti-fat meme, making me wonder if they are simply trying to stereotype the existence of fat as bad without concern about the truth of the physiological realities, or if they just assume people would be grossed out by a picture of a healthy human heart. So this study is questionable, but at least they were honest with their conclusions. I wish I could say the same for the article from Food Ingredients First, which bills itself as, quote, the point of call for food and beverage companies to keep entirely up to date with trends in the food and beverage industry. We're the leaders when it comes to food industry news, statistics, trends, and analysis, offering insights into a huge range of diverse categories, end quote. The article begins, quote, Deliberately shocking consumers with gruesome images depicting wounds, disease, and illness linked to, quote, obesity could be the key to tackling the, quote, obesity crisis, flags one recent study into sugar drink beverage labels, end quote. This is a great example of how media, through a lack of scientific literacy and or an abundance of weight stigma looking for a place to happen, creates misinformation. The article states repeatedly that this study's findings are about or will impact childhood, quote, obesity, but neither the study nor quotes from the study's authors back this up, nor does basic logic, since the health issues meant to be represented by the pictures are health issues that happen to people of all sizes. Remember that, quote, illnesses linked to, quote, obesity are illnesses that people of all sizes get that get labeled that way when fat people have them. And, of course, the study was in no way designed to determine what impact, if any, these drink choices might have on the eventual size of children. Finally, the key, really? This is the key to the horrific goal of ridding the world of fat people? Seriously? And they aren't the only ones who made that mistake. A quick scan of the articles on the study's media page on PLOS found that this mistake was made by large outlets, including WebMD, and media outlets of all sizes across the globe and in multiple languages. Anti-fat sentiment is ubiquitous. The fact that it is easy to get funding for anti-fat research, far easier than it is to get funding for supporting the health of fat people, means that there is a ton of that kind of research. The fact that anti-fatness sells means that, in a world where media outlets count on eyeballs to stay afloat, anti-fatness is often written into fact, without benefit of logic or evidence. These types of articles and studies are always reader beware. Did you find this post helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox, or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and the work that goes into it, and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.